love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Welcome to my tavern, friends. Enjoy your stay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Bob's Tavern Cast, the show that's all about Hearthstone Battlegrounds. I am your bartender affiliate, Jay. And I am your bartender, Don. And we've got a lot to talk about, but it's actually going to be a little bit more catching up. And then all of a sudden we got this 17.0 patch today and there's questions around that. But before we do anything, let's pour a drink and figure out what's going on in this world. So, Don, how are you doing? How is the, the Battlegrounds treating you so far? Um, so Battlegrounds have been pretty good. Um, I did mention, I think it was like two episodes ago that I had started, uh, playing on my EU account and I started it, you know, I had to do the tutorial playthrough and, you know, started at the 4k. Uh, so tonight, right before we started recording, actually, I played one more game on there and, uh, got a first place win with Yogg. So I am now at seven first place finishes, 15 top fours, and just pushed into the 5k. So that's going pretty well there. Praise Yogg. Yeah, right? <laughs> Praise Yogg. Um, somehow I keep getting him today because I played some on the America server as well. But I don't know why Yogg is like just wanting me to play, I guess. I, I don't like the RNG of Yogg, but it's like, no, you're going to play. No, I don't want to. You know, one of the things that I was looking into on a uh, stream was certain heroes and how they sh like the mindset that goes into playing them. And the the big study that I was looking at was like Bartendotron and how you shouldn't go to Tavern Tier 2 with Bartendotron because if you wait until 3, you can actually level up and get a second minion with it. So I feel like Yogg is kind of that same in that same scenario that because his hero power is one a little bit more expensive than many of the other hero powers, and because it does deal with a lot of RNG, I feel like there are certain ways to play Yogg that give you an advantage that aren't really obvious. And I, I would love for you know one of the listeners or one of the pros in our our Discord. To, to give me some feedback and say, okay, hey, this is this is how you play Yogg uh, for maximum value. Well, I will say that uh, personally, you know, I've had struggled a little bit with Yogg, but the way that I've started playing him and what I did with this one that I ended up getting first, uh, I kind of played some of the turns very similar to how you will see people play Dancing Daryl, which is you kind of you, you buy a few of the minions that you don't want and then you use the hero power to give the buff to the minion that you do want or that you're going to end up keeping and then you just sell back the other ones to be able to buy another minion or whatever uh, so that's how i started playing it and it looked it worked out pretty well for me um also you know divine shield is op <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I, and and even with today some of the the cards that got announced will only make them more op uh but yeah no that that's awesome though. You're you're already like 5k in in Europe. You're still smashing noobs and, and taking yeah. names, I guess. <laughs> you know, speaking of smashing noobs, no. Um, but after we recorded last week's episode, I did a hit legend on NA as well. So pushed into legend. I entered at around 1100. Uh, so just kind of been playing some legend games. Uh, been working on completing quests and working on all like actually NA and Europe and Asia before our new ranked reset happens and then kind of playing a little bit of BGs across all of them. So that's how it's been going for me. But, uh, you know, something kind of big did happen for you. It, it did. And and before I jump into it, I, I, I just want to reiterate, everyone thinks I'm joking when I say that like Don is the pro on this podcast. <laughs> I am I am here just for my my charm and personality I guess because I I have never hit legend I didn't even think of I don't think 
I have to really think about whether or not I won enough games to unlock my chest in in ladder like this month. If not, I might have to just like jump on ladder real quick and just jam games. Uh, but yeah, you you alluded to it. I finally hit Twitch affiliate uh, on my personal account, and Yay! that's something that I think when when we first met. I hadn't really thought much about getting into Twitch. And I mean, that was almost, wow, two years ago. That's insane. Um, oh, wait, no. It would have been I think a year and a half year? ago. Yeah, around there. Because it was yeah. around the same time that uh, that cool baby was born. So <laughs> I, I am, you know, I thought about it. And it was funny that in the news, I kept hearing all of these stories about, like, people who have done podcasts you know, at a professional studio or like even radio stations and stuff are now having to like record out of people's bedrooms and all this crazy stuff. And, you know, I've been, I've been doing podcasting for a few years, several years now. And given all of this, there are so many people that are trying to get into streaming and so many other things. I was just like, you know what? I should really be focusing on this as well. And it had been in my mind for a minute, but I, I recently started working from home, which meant that my commute times got a lot shorter. And because of that, I'm able to spend more time with my family, which freed up more time to actually live stream. And I I made the push. I said, hey, if we get affiliate, we're going to go to a regular stream schedule. And then like within a week, we hit it. Like we we didn't hit it. We like smashed it. I think like at the very end, it was just like, all right, I just got to get a few more viewers. And then the night that we smashed it, we like tripled our view count. So it's absolutely amazing. I am full on board with this whole stream thing. I have made so many stupid mistakes. Um, I think they they have to happen. I don't know if it's like an initiation thing, but like the first time I tried rating someone, like I successfully rated and then didn't hit the button to actually go into the raid. So I'm like... Nothing happened, and I just like went over to the other Twitch channel, like, "Oh, hey, what's up? Did did my raid work? No." And then I went back to my channel, and people were like, "Hit the raid button!" <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last night, uh, we're recording this on Thursday, the twenty sixth. So last night, I actually hit the raid button, but then I forgot to close out my stream. So my stream <laughs> ran for like a good extra three hours, um, and then. I had people on Twitter like DMing me like, hey, just so you know, like your stream's still running and there's like nothing going on. The lights are off. There's no music playing. It's like dead quiet. I think I heard your cat once. So <laughs> it was it was definitely a learning experience. And uh, yeah, I'll I will shamelessly plug myself. Uh, yeah. Twitch.tv slash KJ Miller. That's K-J-A-Y Miller. And yeah, become a member of the Jaybirds and we're just streaming nothing but battlegrounds having a great time and we even got a few subs so it's it's going well yeah so yay that's super exciting um and yeah speaking of and wrapping this around to what this podcast is about battlegrounds you have really been streaming a lot of battlegrounds uh and i want to kind of mention this for anybody who's maybe kind of like you were saying, like maybe they're on the fence about streaming or anything like this, or even a way to see how you're doing in Battlegrounds or try to improve, even if you just record yourself, find some, you know, free program or something, just download OBS and just locally record on your computer, record yourself playing Battlegrounds and talking through your thought process and what you're doing out loud, just like you would if you were streaming. Because Jay, you mentioned this that you see you seem to actually play better when you're streaming because you're slowing down a little bit, you're talking through what you're doing, and you know it, it seems to help. So definitely, and I, I don't know if we talked about this at all last week or if this all it's it's all bleeding together. So I can't remember what days or what I've been streaming so much lately. I stream three days a week now: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I think last week I streamed like four days. So. A lot of stuff happens, but I literally, not intentionally, I feel like I tank my MMR during the day when I'm not streaming and I'm just playing. 
And then I get on stream and go through these insane win streaks. Like we went, I, th- I think it was last Saturday. We got three back to back to back first place finishes. And the entire night we top forward every single game. And consistently in streams, we're, I'm just like getting top fours. And, and it's all because I'm taking that time to kind of fill in the gap in that dead air of being on stream and you're just waiting for the timer to run out. And during that time, I'm looking at what my my opponents have played in the last few rounds using the information that Blizzard gives you on the side. Like I'm not using um, HS Replay or anything like that. I'm actually talking like verbally to to my audience about why I'm choosing the things that I'm choosing. And then... Even even there have been times where like no one's on stream and I'm still doing these things. And it like you said, it just helps so much because there is a there's often a lot of dead space that's involved in this game because you might know what you want to do, but at the same time, you can use that time to check other resources and other things. And uh this is kind of a bonus thing that happened that isn't, it's kind of like semi-related to Hearthstone, but I often play on my 11-inch Mac, or not MacBook Pro, 11-inch iPad Pro, and this will work for any iPad, any modern iPad, I think, if, if you've purchased it in the last like five years or so. If you have a mouse or a trackpad, that's Bluetooth enabled, you can actually Bluetooth, you can connect your iPad to like the magic trackpad or like your Bluetooth mouse and actually use it like a computer. So you still kind of have that mobile feel, but it has like a little dot that you can use as like a mouse and you can actually play on mobile with asterisk that has to be an iPad the same way that you would play on your computer. And for me, like, that has really improved my gameplay because now I can do the same thing that I do on stream when I'm at my computer, which is, like, the only time I play Hearthstone on a computer. I can also do that on mobile on my iPad. And, yeah, I think that that's something that, obviously, like, Apple didn't call Blizzard and be like, hey, do you think this will increase, you know, the MMR Battlegrounds players? But it is a really cool side effect that I think a lot of people don't know about. So, yeah, if you play on an iPad and you app, you happen to have a magic trackpad lying around or you have one of the magic mice that, you know, the Apple specific ones, it totally works. Give it a shot. And, uh, yeah, hopefully your MMR goes up. That is pretty awesome, actually. Um, but, you know, speaking of MMR and... Uh, playing on mobile and some different things, but we did get a patch today. So, of course, with talking about mobile, the patches do come out a few hours later, generally on mobile, you know, like PC, and then several hours later on mobile. Um, But have you gotten to play much uh, of this patch so far yet? And then we can talk about specifics. So I played, over my lunch break, I played a couple of games um on my desktop just because i was already here and yeah i i don't know i don't know how to feel i've i've seen some stuff that you know as we as we break it down and we talk about it i've seen some stuff that i'm like okay this was expected and then i saw some stuff that i was like wow this is totally unexpected um and then i haven't seen some stuff that i expected so there's (laughs) there's like a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff happening that uh yeah, with this patch, it was a small patch, and it won't take us long to get through all the things, but there, it, that's going to be great, because that's going to allow us to get a little bit deeper on, on this one, and I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. And I think the first thing, it does, did look like they kind of updated this, but the first thing I do want to talk about, we mentioned uh, before in previous episode when we were talking about all of the big news and everything that was announced, Um, But this patch today that went in, uh, we did kind of get this transition uh, with the perks. So it says here in the patch notes, if you currently have Battleground bonus stats, 
choose from three heroes or visual emotes unlocked, you will get access to the equivalent new perks that will be included in the Tavern Pass. Uh, so the Tavern Pass, you know, we talked about before, it's going to be a $20 or 2,500 gold uh, expense. But it does give you, the biggest thing here really, is choosing from four heroes. That is live today. Uh, and I do want to mention, if you don't have it unlocked, um, I did post in our Discord a screenshot of what that looks like if anybody's interested. Um, but when I jumped over to my EU account uh, that I don't have it unlocked on, um, I only have two hero choices. So it looks kind of cool. It actually has the two middle. It still has the four like portrait slots. But the two middle ones had the the two heroes that I could pick from. And then the outside two had like a little lock in the middle and they were kind of grayed out. Um, almost kind of looks like if anybody has seen kind of the blackboard type look of the tavern brawls, that's kind of what it looked like, but just with a little lock in the center. So it, the visually, it still looks pretty good actually and kind of lets you know. Whereas before they just, if you had two and you didn't have the three choices unlocked, it just gave you two. But I think this is a really cool little change because now it kind of shows people, hey, you only have two choices, but you could have four. So it kind of incentivizes people to like, hey, what, why, why, you know, what is the lock thing about? Like, what do I do about that? And it's going to make people look into it a little more, which I think is cool. Yeah, definitely. And and that's one of the things that I, I think a lot of us fail to remember that when we're constantly consuming um hearthstone information and news whether we're on reddit all the time or we're following you know play hearthstone on twitter or or many of the what i call like hearthstone influencers that are out there it's it's funny i was i forgot who i was oh i was watching sadisi shout out to sadisi i was watching his stream and he was theory crafting for ashes of outland and this was like the first patch since uh, like I've been playing Hearthstone where I really don't know much about what's going on in like I know all the big stuff. I know Demon Hunter's coming. I know that, you know, you have these outcasts, you know, this outcast ability, and I know that there are primes and all that stuff. But like knowing what the actual cards are and knowing like, okay, what are gonna be the big cards out the gate that people are gonna want to use and what what are the cards that you know, these kind of don't look like they're that great, you know, coming out of the gate. So maybe keep an eye on those as well. This is the first time I feel like I'm going in blind. And, you know, just talking with other people in the community, like, it's almost a given where everyone is like, all right, new patch, time to get my new patch money out, break the piggy bank, give, you know, give Blizzard my money. Uh, at the end of the last patch, or at the beginning of the last patch, sorry, um, I actually did get the big bundle, the mega bundle, and I used that opportunity to build up my gold reserves. And I'm in a weird situation where I have enough gold that I can buy the battlegrounds pass with gold and not have to buy like the mega bundle for ashes of outland, which I still say, if you're going to spend the money, do that one. Don't do, don't piecemeal it. But I don't know what I'm going to do. This this is weird because normally I, I have all the knowledge, you know, going into it. So I know exactly what I'm going to do. But this is like the first time where it's like, huh, I feel like someone who hasn't been playing a lot of Hearthstone. I don't know what the best option for me is going to be. But I at least now Blizzard is doing a better job of making it aware to people who aren't constantly paying attention to like the fire hose of information that is Reddit and Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I, you know, I really like the change where if you don't have the four hero choices unlocked, it still has that that portrait slot there when you enter into the battleground. So it lets you know, oh, hey, look, you could have more choices. And yeah, it, it's something that's so small, but I think it's going to make a huge difference for people. And I mean, if we if we had to look at the obvious thing income isn't really going to be very expendable for the next who knows how long. Um, that's something that 
not just the U.S., but across the entire world, there are a lot of economies that are being shaken by what's going on with with COVID nineteen, and and we hope that we can be a, a source to kind of give you a break from all of that. But there is this serious issue of Blizzard might see a dip in how many people purchase these expansions because that money isn't as liquid. And I feel like they can do anything possible to be like, hey, if this is something that you want, here are all the ways that you can get it, even if one of those is not just spending the money. I think that their goal, more importantly than being able to be profitable, I mean, that's the the shareholder goal. But in order to do that over the long term, they have to be able to still make the game competitive and make it available to people even when they can't spend the money. And by doing this, by showing them, hey, here is a thing, you can do it for free, but you should also be doing it. That may also encourage people to play Battlegrounds more because if they know that they can't buy stuff, they can at least save up their gold. They can go into Arena. They can complete their dailies. They can do all that stuff. You can literally get enough gold to to do this in two weeks. And that's assuming that you're starting from zero. Most people aren't going to be starting from zero. They'll have a little bit. So within like a week or two weeks, you should be able to, if this is what you want, you should be able to get it. But most people don't even realize that that's an option until a blizzard makes it apparent for them. Yeah. And the fact that it's not based on packs, you know, we, we kind of talked about this before. I mean, obviously the value in terms of if you were to buy all of those packs with gold versus just spending the gold, it's actually cheaper now, but it's not relying on the packs. So all the people who do come in or who have joined Hearthstone just for battlegrounds, they don't have to go and buy the packs and unlock these cards that they don't give a crap about. You know, it's, it's just, Hey, here's my 20 bucks or my two, you know, 2,500 gold and give me my battleground stuff, which is also fantastic. All right. I I think that we have exhausted the anticipation of our listeners. So let's take this moment to give you an ad. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Before we do jump into the the display, I want to just give a shout out to everyone that supports us on Patreon, as well as the people that are in our Discord. And one of those, again, we understand right now, not the best time to be asking for money from folks, but one of those is entirely free. And that is our Discord, where you can talk with uh, not just uh, Don and myself, but many awesome people who range from all different levels of skill in the game. We've got people covering 4K all the way up to high 10, 11K. So uh, there's a link in the show notes for that. Also, the podcast should have chapters. So if you just click on the link that's attached to the artwork, it'll take you directly to the Discord. And thank you again to everyone that helps make this show what it is. But... Battlegrounds has one less, well, not one less, it has a hero that has been, or a minion that has been very, very, uh, it's been the topic of some, some aggravation and frustration. And before you ask, no, it's not Rat Pack, no... It's not Wrath Weaver. No, it's not Imp Mama, because everybody loves Imp Mama. I love Imp Mama. I think of Imp Mama as like the Southern grandma that like you go after church, you go to her house and she makes she makes dinner for all the demons. Uh, so yeah, it's none of those. It's Cobalt Guardian. Cobalt Guardian has been removed from the minion pool. Uh, it has had the same fate dealt to it as its other evil ally nightmare amalgam and i have two questions here one don how do you think that this is going to change the meta um in battlegrounds and two who's next who who's who's the next one that's got to go 
because I got some ideas, but I, I want to know who do you think will be the next one to, to be thrown on the chopping block for being too strong? Oh, well, let's see. I mean, first, overall, I think this is probably a good change in the long run. Um, I do wonder, though, because I did play AFK today, I wonder if this does actually make AFK a little bit worse. Because there's not really any, like, good, strong, you know, minions at three, I would say. Not necessary. I mean, not the same as Cobalt Guardian. Um, so it feels like it's kind of a small nerf to AFK. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong there, but that's just how I kind of feel about that. Uh, who is next? <sighs> well, yeah, you mentioned Rat Pack. And I kind of think that might be one. Uh, I, I don't really know. I feel like everything is kind of starting to fall in a good place. They've done a lot of good changes. But what do you think? Is that Rat Pack? I, I actually don't think it's Rat Pack. Um, you know, it's really tough to, uh, as we've said before, it's really tough to balance a card game, especially a game where you're always wanting to introduce new cards. And I think that this didn't disappear because it was too good. It disappeared because in order to continue to bring in new minions, you can't have these old minions that are like breaking the game. Like we're going to talk about them in a little bit, but there's, there's a new minion on the streets by the name of Deflectobot that really does a lot of the same things that Cobalt Guardian did but does it in a slightly different way, probably a better way, I would think. Um, and imagine if you had Cobalt Guardian and Deflectobot at the same time. I think that would just be way too insane. So that said, I did all that rambling just to, to look at all of the different cards that are available um, one tier three is still pretty stacked. I mean, tier four, definitely better, but tier three is still pretty good. Like cold light seer. If you want to get on the board early with Murlocs bronze warden, if you want to go dragon package, uh, pack leader itself is, uh, in there. I think those are probably the ones that I'm definitely looking for. Maybe twilight emissary if it's available, but I think at the moment, Scavenging Hyena, in my opinion, may be next, only because it's it's kind of the same way that beasts have been played. Like beasts mid round, like mid game, it's always pack leader, rat pack, scavenging hyena. And I think you want to be able to do something with beasts that gives it that like unique feel, but not force a single archetype. The runner-up for this is one that I have a problem with personally, which is Gentle Megasaur. And that's because, again, with Gentle Megasaur, you are now giving the ability for Murlocs to just be completely unbeatable. Like, I have never seen a full board with Divine Shield and Poison be defeated. No matter... It could be Divine Shield, Poison, one once. And I still feel like they have just this ridiculous ability to continue to live. And while I do think that it's great that you can buff Murlocs to oblivion, I do think that you can, you know, give, give them poisonous. That's perfectly fine. Um, I think it is the ability to throw on divine shield on top of that, that makes it extremely hard. And the only way that you can really fix that is get rid of gentle Megasaur. So I think those would be my two picks, probably Scavenging Hyena or Gentle Megasaur. You know, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because I think I haven't honestly seen much of that top end Murloc kind of comp really going on very often. But, you know, there is another card that's included in these patch notes here uh, that I think are going to make Murlocs better and that makes the megasaur like you were saying it i mean that makes it even more threatening uh, and that is felfin navigator 
Uh, it's a three-tier Murloc with four attack and four health with a battle cry. Give your other Murlocs plus one, plus one. So to be able to get that kind of mid-game buff that you want on Murlocs, and it's not just one. It's give your other Murlocs plus one, plus one. So that's kind of a, a big jump, and that's going to make Murlocs a lot stronger, which, again, you know, like I said, puts what you were saying, puts that Megasaur kind of up there as well. Um, yeah, that's going to be a little scary. One of the things I, I do think about with that as well is Felfin Navigator is basically like half of a King Begurgle. Like, it, it is... Begurgle, but just the battle cry, not the battle cry and the death rattle. And stats wise, it's actually statted better than Begurgle because, well, see, I lost, I lost it here in my notes here. Felfin is a, a three star four four. Begurgle is a five star six three. Now, I've I've said this time and time again. Your attack at the end game does not matter unless you are playing like big demons and you're hitting people with like 47 47s. Ultimately, you're just trying to outlast your opponent. You're not necessarily trying to outburst them. So to me, at three stars, having a 4-4 that's also buffed up my minions, thinking about if you've buffed a... A Murloc Tide Caller or a Rock Pool Hunter that you've had since like turn one that you've just been constantly buffing and buffing. You could have a 12, you know, a 12 2, a 12 4 Murloc Tide Caller that now is all of a sudden a 14 6 or a 14 8. And that, that gets into like scary mid game territory. And there there are all these trade-offs, you know, Blizzard is all about like the rock, paper, scissors kind of meta thing where they want every different type of gameplay to be different. Like if you go demons, you should have a strong late game, but a, a difficult early game. If you go beast, your mid game is going to be the strongest. Um, if you're Murlocs, apparently your early game is supposed to be strong, but then you have a weaker mid game and then you go back to having another strong end game if you can pull it off. This, to me, disrupts that because now you can have a strong early game and continue to be strong through the mid-game while you're waiting for your Tox Fins, while you're waiting for Begurgle, and while you're ultimately waiting for that Gentle Megasaur. And again, I I think that that's a problem. I think that there should be no cookie-cutter way to play the game. It shouldn't be turn one, I draw this card, turn two, I draw this card, turn three, I draw this card, turn four, I draw this card, and by turn ten, I've won the game. Um, That's one of the things that um, the Hearthstone team as a whole has done to get rid of in standard play. I mean, we talk about why they Hall of Fame cards like Leroy Jenkins, why they completely redesigned how Priest works. Like, they do this stuff to make it so that it doesn't feel like you can just follow a template and guarantee a win every time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Murlocs were missing something and this fills it in, but yeah, it's kind of like you're saying, I mean, that was kind of the downside to playing Murlocs, right? Is that when you can get that good board and you can get the good comps and, you know, really get it to work. It's great. But you couldn't always do that, but now it's going to be way more consistent. And I'm actually kind of scared of how good it's going to be because I think it's going to be too good. Um, but speaking of other like tribes, uh, there is something that was actually uh, noticed and was confirmed by Cora uh, via Twitter. Uh, but there was a buff to Imp Mama, and we actually were talking about Imp Mama earlier, but. They actually put her health up to 10. So she survives a bit longer, which puts more demons out. Uh, So I think that Imp Mama got better as well. It just somehow got missed being in the patch notes and and included in the blog posts. But that did happen. So if uh, if you start to see a lot more Imp Mamas out there and you're wondering what the heck happened. Well, yeah, she got she got better. (laughs) So I mean... It's kind of hard to make Imp Mama better. Again, she's she's they did it. <laughs> an all-star. And I mean, seriously, when I see Imp Mama, 
if if I have like one other demon on the board, if I have any reason to think like I might be able to pull this out with demons, let me find a soul juggler and an imp mama. I am all set. That is absolutely. Um, I don't understand why did they think that imp mama needed a buff. I, I don't. I don't know. Like I didn't hear anyone complaining about her to begin with. Well, I think. I mean, from my perspective, it being a six or a six star minion. Uh, you, you really want that effect to go off multiple times, ideally. Like, you want to get that effect. So, you know, sometimes she was dying in the one hit. And it's like, well, that's not that's not very fun. You know, or she does have a fairly low attack. Um, so, you know, kind of being targeted by Zap and stuff at that level, too. It kind of felt a little bad. I, I get I get the attack side, but I, I don't know. I I don't think I've maybe once or twice have had Aunt Mama only trigger once, and and again I I think that a lot of that can be countered by good positioning. I I don't I still don't see like any valid reason to to buff her. I'm not complaining because I mean, like I said, I'm happy that I get to play more Aunt Mama now, but like. I feel like a couple of things here. One, I feel like it was a buff to maybe like prepare for something else coming. Um, so, I mean, be on the lookout, y'all. Um, but also, I think it it was to also touch demons because demons were like one of the only things that didn't get touched. But now there is an obvious thing that did not get touched, which is beasts. And beasts have felt like the the weakest of the tribes, like for a while. I think they they need to fix it. They need to do something. I, I think the only reason they won't get rid of pack leader or they is because right now beasts are not they're not the winning tribe. I mean, I personally feel like they're not the winning tribe. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong, but all the screenshots that I see again in our, our, you know, discord are Murlocs, demons, menagerie builds. I, I don't see beasts in there at all, unless I'm the one that played it. Of course, I'm immediately found by like, Morphling, shout out to Morphling with this ridiculous beast comp of two golden goldrins. That's that's hard to say. You have two gold goldrins, uh, two buffed cave hydras, a um I forgot the snake's name now. Uh gas coiler. Yeah, a gas coiler and just uh like the cherry on top to go with that was a golden mama bear. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I feel like he drew, he drew into like the nuts on that. Oh, I'm sorry. One of those cave hydras was golden as well. Um, so yeah, like he got the draw. It wasn't, it wasn't like he just kind of made it work. I feel like you can make demons work. It is kind of hard to make Murlocs work, but I feel like now it'll be a little bit easier. Um, beasts need help. And, them buffing demons was to make it so that mechs weren't the only thing that were viable. Still, it's not enough. Beasts, don't forget about the beasts. I can say we did kind of get the change where they, they like put Savannah High Main down to a lower tier and a couple changes, but yeah, it still doesn't quite feel like it's enough. I'm not sure what the best route to take beasts is. I did do fairly well with beasts today but yeah it's kind of like you said it's you pretty much with beasts it's kind of like how murlocs were like you're not gonna get a good beast thing going until you get up to five maybe five but six and that's kind of how murlocs were for a while i feel like with beasts you're gonna suffer early so like don't don't start out going beasts ever like i i just feel like if if you're Given, you know, your cats on turn one, take them. Sure, why not? I mean, it's two bodies. Two bodies is better than one body. 
But if you have better options, don't start with beasts. I feel like beasts are kind of the thing that you run, you turn into once you hit tier three. Once you start seeing like, okay, I have a couple rat packs here. Oh, what's this? A pack leader? Okay, let's let's just do beasts for a little bit, and then yeah, by like four or five turns going beasts you should have a clear idea of like okay i either need to stick with this or i need to start kind of transitioning into that menagerie build and i think that one of two things needs to happen either they need to create something that will allow you to continue down that path and i don't think again scavenging hyena is the way to do that or they need to make it so that that is the case for all tribes to where if you just focus on one tribe and only one tribe, you will almost lose every time. And the only way they do that is to do the cursed thing of making Menagerie the strongest possible uh, strategy. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants to get, well, I mean, Don wants that. Don wants to go back to Nightmare <laughs> Amalgam days, but nobody else wants to go back to Nightmare Amalgam days. Do do we feel like this would all be solved if Nightmare Amalgam was still in the game? Uh no, <laughs> no. I'm I'm so glad that Nightmare Amalgam's not here right now. I I will say I was fighting uh that that game that I keep re- referencing uh when I got first place with Yog. Uh, it came down to top two when we had you know battle back and forth several times, but it was against Curator who ended up. I mean, they made it poisonous because it's a murloc and they gave, you know, magnetized onto it and it was this buff thing and it it was kind of a real huge pain in the butt. And if everybody was doing that, no, we had we had that time. Let's not let's not do that again. Those were the dark days. Yeah, this is the dark day. We don't we don't talk about those. It's funny. Like, I, I listen to like all these Hearthstone podcasts talk about like eras and and years of where there were like it was not a good time to be playing like i started in the even and odd meta like well sorry i started in the odd meta no one was playing even uh, maybe maybe even shaman but like i don't i don't want to nobody misses those like if you miss it go play wild nobody nobody misses that and i feel like battlegrounds has only been out for like five months or four months or something like that it's already to that point where it's because it changes so quickly. We're just like, yeah, nobody, nobody misses those, you know, early November times where Nightmare Amalgam was <laughs> like the easy pick. Yeah, like the uh, the Amalgam meta. Yeah, we had a we had a Murloc meta for a bit and a Demon meta. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. But actually, speaking of demons, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Illidan. So we we mentioned that it was going to be entering Battlegrounds. So Illidan, the new hero, uh, has entered Battlegrounds with this patch, and it is a passive hero power. Start of combat, your left and right most minions attack immediately. So we kind of, you know between us and listening to other podcasts and things like that, that you mentioned, uh, we did kind of have a question on how it would work. Like, okay, well, do they attack at the same time? Do you get to attack first, no matter what? And, you know, so now we, I haven't gotten to play as Illidan, but like every, every battleground that I've played, Illidan is there. So yes, this does literally start of combat uh, the hero power goes off and kind of makes the left and right most minions kind of glow green and they attack first. They still attack taunts first if there's taunts. Um, and it seems to not matter. Okay, For those who don't know, I do want to bring this point up. If you and your opponent get into the battle, whoever has more minions goes first. They will attack first. So if you have six minions and your opponent has five minions you will attack first. Now, this seems to ignore that rule. It's just that effect goes off first and then the attacks start happening. So that's kind of interesting. And I, I've only played I've only played against two Illidans and one of the Illidans, I had Red Whelps, another card that they should remove from the game. Um, 
I don't know because we had the same number of minions, but it did seem like the... I know the minions attacked even before the start of combat uh, stuff started happening. So I I haven't verified that yet. It's only from like a small sample size, but it seems like that even happens before like early beginning like battle cry stuff happens and everything else. So like if someone plays, uh, I wonder how it works against like the Lich King. Like does... Is is that turn now that it's targeted? Does it give it reborn before, or does it give it reborn like right as the match mm-hmm. is starting? The same thing with like Nefarian. Will these minions attack before Nefarian's uh, hero power procs? Like, how does that work? I think those go off first, and then. But I don't know. That's pretty interesting. We're, it's really going to be kind of a testing and see at this point for a lot of this stuff and really kind of how these these situational things happen. Uh, I did see, it uh, doesn't look like there's been a reply, but uh, Ridiculous Hat did try to reach out and ask, you know, what if there's like an Illidan against uh, Finley with the Illidan hero power? Like, how does that work? You know, do they, who goes first or how does, you know... Does just all of the immediately things happen, you know, all of that. So uh, there's these kind of fringe scenarios that I think we're we're going to start to see over time. You know, of course, again, we're recording on the same day that the patch came out. So not much information is out there yet. Yep. I am asking the community because hopefully they will get back to me in a, an expedient manner. Um, unlike Blizzard has done with the last thing in this patch which is new heroes um we'll talk about the one that is a big question first uh we talked about it a little bit felfin navigator it's a you know three star four four murlocs one one gold two two eight eight yeah all those things no one has seen this card (laughs) (laughs) on twitter People are just wondering, is, does this card actually exist? And yeah. I I have a theory, but it has not been uh, verified. But at the same time, Blizzard, please tell people, because we, we want to know. Like, Inquiring Minds want to know, does is this card in the game already, or are we waiting? And my thought is that Felfin Navigator isn't going to appear in the game until Ashes of Outland goes live. Uh, I, To me, it would just make sense from like a, a developer perspective. Like Each of these cards is probably some object in their system, and if you have a lock on an object, if they unlock it for Battlegrounds, it could potentially cause a bug where like all of a sudden it's in the game and it's live, or vice versa. Um, so I, I think what's happening is this card is being held until the Ashes of Outland, um, release happens. Now, do I have any verification of that? Absolutely not. This is all just speculation on my part, but again, Blizzard, just, just tell somebody, we just want to know, please. And my theory is that like some other things that are also happening, it's a bug and it sucks it sucks that it's happening but i've been watching twitter all day kind of trying to keep an eye on everything and it really does seem like even though they did get the patch out and it seems like it was you know at a pretty normally scheduled time there seems to be quite a few bugs going on. Things were missed in the patch notes, you know, that weren't talked about, like Imp Mama's health being increased. Uh, you know, in Wild, like, there's been a huge issue with Kingsbane. So if anybody remembers that, it's a weapon that the death rattle is it goes back into your deck with all of the buffs and everything that it's gotten. Uh, but there's it's bugged right now. 
or it's not going back into the deck and it's not going back in with these things buffed on it and all this and I'm sure the opponents don't mind (laughs) right yes but it's it's something that's not working as intended and I kind of feel like that's what's happening here because I don't think that they would have included it in this patch notes because this patch notes for battlegrounds was literally like uh you know, hey, the Tavern Pass stuff is kind of going live. Uh, Cobalt Guardians removed. Illidan joined. And here's these two new minions. Like, that's it. And but I mean, it we didn't even get one of them. the Hall of Fame stuff. And like, I mean, it had, like, this was a big patch. It had... Oh, right. Yeah. But, I mean, for Battlegrounds specifically, <laughs> there was, like, three things. And, you know, when you have three things that changed and one of them is not included, <laughs> that seems like a pretty big misstep um but you know i mean again you know we kind of talked about it but you know right now things are kind of crazy people are working from home you know everyone's trying to coordinate and they're but a lot of the devs i've seen on twitter they're all trying to be very uh quick with their responses they're trying to get to everybody they're trying to talk about all this different stuff so i mean personally i just think that it's it's a bug it's an issue um Either that or it wasn't supposed to be in the patch notes at all and they that was a misstep there where it wasn't supposed to be in and they put it in. I don't know. But I think it's a mistake one way or another. Yeah, but what isn't a mistake is Deflectobot. Uh, this is also a three-star minion, so AFK is still getting some love. Um, it's a three-minion, three-two with Divine Shield. Whenever you summon a mech during combat, gain plus one attack and divine shield. And the golden option is the same, except for it is a 6-4, and it is during combat gain plus two attack. I I think that this is this is a different take on Cobalt Guardian. This is something that isn't buffable to infinity. Um, one of the things that I thought Cobalt Guardian lacked was the ability to kind of scale in battle. I feel like this has kind of the same problem in that it's a, a three, two and it only gains attack. It doesn't gain like one plus one plus one, but I like that it starts with divine shield instead of having to basically cheat your way into it like I, I like this because again i feel like their goal is to kind of create more of a menagerie mid game and this means that you don't have to have nothing but beasts you can have one be or nothing but mechs you can have like one mech you could have you know two mechs and uh, on top of this deflecto bot and still get some pretty good value from it but it's not going to feel so powerful that it has to be picked every single time. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. I don't think it's going to see as much play as Cobalt Guardian, but I think it's fine. And see, I, I agree that it won't see as much play, but I think ultimately it's a better card than Cobalt Guardian. I agree with that as well. Which is so weird, but at the same time, I don't know. Uh, so based on the few games that you've been able to play do any of these changes additions removals feel stronger than any of the other ones well i mean we haven't gotten to play with it but i do think felfin navigator uh seems pretty strong and i think that's gonna help murlocs out a ton um but I mean, so far, everything is feeling pretty good since I've been playing. Um, I think there's a lot more diversity, it almost feels like. And I think the reason for that is because of Cobalt Guardian being gone. Because, you know, people aren't just picking mechs or, you know, going for that or playing, oh, hey, let's get Cobalt Guardian and then we just pick some random mech or try to do something else uh, with it. So... Oh, I think it feels good so far. Yeah, I feel like in in the grand scheme of things, until we see Felfin Navigator actually implemented, it'll be hard to judge. But I mean, I think this is a pretty minor 
update. I think what they did with Cobalt Guardian being replaced is good. I feel like Illidan isn't... I I don't want to say he's overpowered or not overpowered. I literally watched someone go perfect like with Illidan, and then I watched someone the immediate game after get put out first. So... I feel like okay, so he's not broken. <laughs> Just people don't really know how to how to play against him yet. And once they figure that out, it'll it'll be just, you know, your standard game of battlegrounds. Um that said, I also think that people will have to experiment with how to play Illidan. What kind of cards do you want to put on the left and right most? Um you talked a little bit about that last week of it is going to really shake up how people make decisions based on their lineup. And um, maybe you pick certain minions over others now because of that, or maybe you position them differently because you want them to either a attack first or B not attack first. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think it's going to be, a little bit of one of those heroes that people kind of need to figure out and see what works and what doesn't. And it's going to be going to be a learning process. Absolutely. Well, well, this was a, uh, a pretty tight show. We had some fun, had some conversation, got to break down this patch a little bit. You know, I, I wouldn't mind if blizzard actually gave us like a week off from patches um and i don't mean patches the pirate i mean patches in game because man we have been hit with a patch every single week for the last like month um some of us bartenders like to go on on vacation i i didn't even mention where bob was because we know he's never here so like yeah maybe uh maybe give us a break next week but Either way, we'll still be here, and that is thanks to each and every one of you that's listening and also to our patrons. Thank you so much. And again, if if you like this, funny enough, I had someone on stream tell me that they also tried to give Reborn to Bronze Warden and that they also learned that you cannot give Super Reborn to Bronze Warden. So... Um, but then at the same time, I heard that you could do something similar in uh, standard with Cadgar, where if you have a minion with Reborn and you have Cadgar, the Reborn effect happens twice because it's a summoning, which I have tested in Battlegrounds, and that does not happen. So, again, I would like to go in down some of these deep dives and figure out, like, doing a deep dive on a card or two, but... In order to do that, we need your continued support. So if you want to help the show out, there's a few ways you can do it. Um, There's one that costs money, and then there's several others that are free. It really does help us. If you go to patreon.bobstavern.pub, you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. And that money goes right back into the show. It helps pay for hosting costs and for our domain and everything else. But also, if you feel like you can or you would rather not give money, you can also just tell a friend about the show. Um, You can spread the word. You can share the show on Twitter or wherever you talk to people at. I don't talk to people all that much unless I'm on stream. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where you're doing that anymore. That said, you can also support us independently um, as we are now both streamers. Uh, that's going to be weird for me to say for a while. So uh, if you want to catch my stream, you can do so on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays over at twitch.tv slash Miller. And Don, what about you? Hey, you can find me streaming at twitch.tv slash DK or follow me on Twitter at Donnie DK, that's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, and find out all the stuff. I think, um, let's see, I think even since we recorded uh, for Amber Flight Gaming, we also have announced uh, we have BitBeaker, who has joined us as a like written content producer, so he's going to be doing uh, some articles and different stuff for us uh, in addition to playing, but 
mostly focused on on doing some written stuff and we already have one article on the website from him so yeah in order to find all of that uh just you know find me find me in the places you know the all twitter the and the, all the you know the twitter and the, the discord and that stuff you know just just go on there and you'll find me i'm sure Absolutely. And I, I'm just going to I'm gonna say it like y'all are making so many changes and doing so many big things. When, when are we going to see the Amber Flight podcast? Because I mean, I need a way to be able to keep up with everything that's going on. Like, give me a newsletter, give me a podcast, give me something like there's just so many things happening that I can't keep up with. And, you know, I can't keep up with it either. And that's why everything is taking some time. There are definitely a lot of things going on. Uh, so I'm trying to just, you know, not go too fast with everything, but trying to get everything at a good pace. So I think we'll get there. Anyway, it's just a matter of time. Well, I know some people. We can, they do a show. So right, well, you know, ha- have your people reach out to my people. You got it. All right, that's going to do it for this week. This has been Bob Stavern. I've been your bartender, Jay. I've been your bartender, Don. And the tavern's closed. Everyone, get out. Welcome back, Casino. Now, nobody this time. Please leave your weapons outside, Barkeye. You know the rules. Welcome, Krasiki. Your dark corner is ready for booty. We have to have a little chat about your tab. I didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads? You are a diamond in the rough, Squish. Always a pleasure.